Welcome to the Elephant on the Couch, where we're finally addressing what makes us uncomfortable. This is a judgment-free space designed to finally help the elephant in the room get on the couch and start the conversation. So join us. Let's get that elephant on the couch and let's get uncomfortable. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elephant on the Couch. I am your host, Tanya. And I am your co-host, Dulce. See, I still do it every time. Dulce. That's why Dulce. I looked at you to see. Dulce. Dulce. I, think, I don't, I don't I think know they how get to it. say it. You don't know how to say your name? I don't know how to say the introduction without saying my name in a weird manner. Maybe you can start next time and see if that makes a difference. Welcome to your show, The Elephant on the Couch. <laughs> That's not what I say. <laughs> Well, we're off to a great start in this yes, episode. <laughs> but welcome back, everyone, to another episode. I was I was almost going to say the number episode, <laughs> but as you probably may have noticed, it got kind of messy there for a little bit with our episodes. I think the one that we released last week said episode two, episode two of season two, and it was two. like episode five, right? So we're gonna try our best to stay away from that because, as you guys heard before we are trying to get caught up and record a couple of episodes so we're not super stressed recording yeah especially when we have tough episodes we right. want to be like cautious of our time and what we're doing because some of them are very painful and so we want to make sure we like have an extra episode in our back pocket in case i want to take a break because i'm so dramatic just kidding <laughs> So that was you, totally sarcasm and me trying to cope <laughs> with the really tough one we had that okay. long ago. Yeah, it's been a while by now. Um, has it though? Has it? Like three weeks, technically, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're probably going to try and keep it very simple and just not give super specifics. Same with our check-ins. <laughs> I was telling Dulce right now, they were all over the place because I was like, one week it sounds like we're doing much better and then boom, the next episode is like, we're shaking again and struggling and, and in piles of shit. <laughs> we're in piles of shit, right? <laughs> so bear with us, guys. So speaking of that, how is how is it going? Any updates on your end? No, I... Ugh. I didn't even think of answering this question today. It's okay. Uh, I think I'm at a space where there's a lot of realizations. Um, when I mean realizations, I mean like, oh, I thought my shit didn't stink, but it actually does a lot. Um, and so I'm over here like thinking I'm doing the best. And then a week passes by and like a series of events happen. And I'm like, oh shit, that was definitely not my best. Mm. So I I feel like I'm I'm there. I'm in my Oh shit, realizations. <laughs> I'm no longer standing in shit. <laughs> Let's clarify that. I'm not sitting on my shit anymore, but I'm definitely realizing my flaws. I I honestly think this year is about healing. Girl. Like, 2020 man. growing pains man growing pains <laughs> we keep saying that but boy oh boy it's already been hurting for a while oh my God. starting to get numb at this point <laughs> pretty much yeah it's, it's been it's been quite the year 2020 for sure but yeah that's but where we, i'm at and we only have a couple more 
months left of 2020. Ugh, don't say that. Like three, that's it. We are in our second trimester, though. <laughs> our baby will be born soon. Okay. That needs <laughs> <to> go. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to have a gender neutral, gender neutral reveal party for our baby. I'm throwing this party, guys, and posting it on social media. We should have a piñata. And no. then we break it, and it's like, oh, no. season three, our baby's born. <laughs> hey, we got over 1,000 listeners, though. We did, yeah. Good job. We should, like, get the little balloons that say 1K and, like, take a little picture on it. Oh, like a little boomy. That's cute. We should. A boomy? A boomerang. That's a boomy. <laughs> Hello, 2020. I am 100% sure that I'm the older one in this relationship. <laughs> a boomy, it's a boomerang. Please, okay, millennial. Please tell me that I'm not the only one out there. That <laughs> Can we take a boomy next to the selfie? Thanks. <laughs> okay, Becky. <laughs> that was my Becky kicking in for sure. But thank you guys for listening to our nonsense over here sometimes i don't think it's nonsense we're amazing i think it's great too but hey i could be biased <laughs> that one how are you doing you're like dodging the bullet am i though yes i'm i'm doing pretty good i just took a little vacation from work i took a couple of days off um got out of the city for a little bit so it was a good reset so i am solid i'm good i really i really i mean it's been pretty steady it's just 2020 keeps surprising us, but we're in a good space. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was sad, the the recent passing of RBG. Notorious RBG. Notorious RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, which happened, well, when did it happen by now? Like two, a week ago, roughly? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a good segue into introducing today's topic but i was saying 2020 keeps throwing crap at us and that's dodgeballs yet another one that happened curveballs not dodgeballs curveballs curveballs yeah so we figured addressing her passing and talking about everything that's going on right now um it was a good time probably to talk about this specific topic specific topic that we're going to be covering today what better time to address this conversation than right now around this controversy of what happened and her passing and why that's so significant and that vacancy in the supreme court led us to start talking about feminism and women's rights and whatnot and we're not going to really go in depth into rbg specifically or the potential candidate to take her seat because that's not what we're going to do here. But if you, I mean, it takes a simple Google search to do some research into why what she did was pretty significant for women's rights and why it's such a buzz right now, this vacancy and, and, and why it is a big deal. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot at stake with this. You know, it's crazy because um, her passing happened. And then this past weekend, I went back home to visit my family. And I ran into a Bill of Rights book that mm -hmm. she published. And this is when I was a sophomore or a junior in high school. Oh, wow, in high school? In <laughs> high school. 
So the book that, and I brought it back to Phoenix and I was like, girl, look what I found back home. Like she really, I didn't even know who she was when I got this book. This was actually a book that I stole from my history teacher. Shout out to Mr. Ojeda. (laughs) It still has his name marked all over the book to this day. Um, But I didn't even know it was her. Mm -hmm. And when I read it, uh, I was I was really fascinated. Yes, I'm a nerd by the Bill of Rights and the way that she interpreted and what it meant. Um, And the irony of me like running into this book this weekend. I think Mm -hmm. it was like the universe being like, girl, you need to talk about this, you know. Mm um and uh i I brought it i mean you saw it today yeah but it's crazy how like you know these people are so important and so influential but it's like such a it could be in such a subtle subtle way yeah Mm -hmm. because i i'm telling you that book was definitely one of the first books that like riled the social justice freak that i am Mm -hmm. to this day yeah but these are things that not a lot of us, it's not the standard for people to pay attention to that, right? right? Until you really become more aware and involved and try to educate yourself more about the significance of her passing and what's at stake with all of this. So like I say, we're not going to go into that, but we do want to encourage you guys to do some research and read about why these conversations are important why that vacancy is huge especially during this times and encourage you guys to get involved and vote and yeah let your voices be heard i just encourage everybody that is a u.s citizen to vote because i am not a u.s citizen and i'm unable to vote and i kind of like low-key feel like i'm a second class person in the united states and so i tell everybody do what i cannot do because if I had the right, I would totally do it. So mm-hmm. anyways, um, I think it's imp- the, the reason why we brought up feminism is because RBG or Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg is, uh, I think everybody kind of like hears her as like the champion of gender equality, but a lot of people don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. So please take the time to read up on her. I mean, Wikipedia will, pretty, will give you a pretty good insight of who she is. Uh, but she definitely did a lot of like a lot, a lot of the rulings that she did and the things that she advocated for was for gender equality. And when we hear gender equality, I think there's this misconception. We'll go into that in a little bit. But she definitely um, opened the doors for a lot of awesome things for us women to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Example, not need a cosigner when you get a mortgage. Yeah. Thank you, RBG. That mm-hmm. was her. <laughs> So, you know, I think it's important for you to kind of read up on those things because um, as much as you may may or may not want to be part of the feminist ideology, there is some truth to be grateful for her if you are a woman. And and keeping in mind what's at stake because someone coming into that position of power does have the potential to... reverse or undo a lot of these things that we take for granted now and that we've come to just do every day that we don't even think about like wait how did we get to this place and 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 how do we continue to 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 have those rights but um again do your own research at home whatever you believe in but do understand um that this is important let's let's jump into our our 
topic. I still don't know what the title is going to be because <laughs> I like I like creative titles and I don't know what that's going to be. But our topic is pretty much feminism. Right. Yeah. So so again, because of RBG's passing and everything that's going on right now, we figure what better time to talk about feminism. What does that even mean? Speaking of women's rights and how we got to this place that we're at and where are we going? So a full disclosure, when we first started talking about the topic, we were kind of like in different areas of the conversation. Um, and so I really want to capture that conversation in our in our podcast because I think that a lot of the conversations we had is a pretty typical assumption that we get. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to jump in by explaining what feminism is, what is by definition, what does it encompass, you know, in buzzwords that we hear, mm-hmm. and then and then maybe like talking about what what do we people usually interpret as feminism we literally did our little research that we do typically aka google (laughs) (laughs) so what the world wide web says about feminism is that it is a range of social movements political movements and ideologies that aim to define and establish the political economic personal and social equality of the sexes right like that's a big old blanket pretty much just saying how through social and political movements people are trying to shift shift things or put things where it's it's equal between both traditional sexes of male and female yeah that was beautiful what you just said traditional oh girl (laughs) yes um and and i and i really wanted to capture this big blurb that i'm about to read to you guys Um, Because I think that's the key to understanding feminism. So feminist movements have campaigned and continue to campaign for women's rights. Please, 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 please. This is, if I could put this in bold red letters, this is what I would highlight. Including the right to, one, vote. Two, hold public office. Three, work. Four, earn equal pay. Five, own property. Six, receive education. Seven, enter contracts. Eight, equal rights within marriage and maternity leave. Like, people usually think feminism, and this is not what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. So I really want to, like, highlight that. Like, when we talk about being feminist, we talk about this movement to campaign for women being able to vote, to hold public office, so being mayors... Um, again, justice, like mm-hmm. like RBG, um, be presidents, be pretty much anything that a man can be in public office. Or go to school. Right, like just plain and simple. Enter contracts. So for a long time, women mm-hmm. was not able to be an entity on their own to enter a contract. Mm-hmm. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner, and you're trying to enter a contract, well, you can't do it because you're not married and you don't have a husband that can back you up on it. So that's a big part of, of the entering contracts and what that really, you know, trickled down to what we have. Equal rights within marriage and then maternity leave. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. The other piece, too, is that uh, people are able to ensure access to legal medication, legal health care, 
mm-hmm. um, when it comes to women's reproductive rights, social integration, and being able to protect women and girls from rape, sexual harassment, and domestic violence. Mm-hmm. It will talk a little bit more about that. Right. That That is very, very, I mean, a charge, <laughs> complex topic, even under the umbrella of feminism. But all of these things that we're talking about is what the movement of feminism is works towards, right? Like the, what the what the goal is. Like if we were to say, like, all right, what's the goal of feminism? That's it. That's specifically everything that we just that you just said. Yeah. Please note in everything that I just read, nowhere does it say that women are able to play in the same league as men. Mm-hmm. Nowhere does it say <laughs> that we're going to put a man and a woman in the same ring and they're going to box. Like, nowhere does it say that. It never, in that sense, in that paragraph that I read, does it say women need to have the same equal body shape and strength and this and that. Like, nowhere in there does it say that biologically women and men have to be the same. I, it says that we have equality. So equality means being able to hold the same place of power as a man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say we're going to turn into men. It doesn't say we're saying, hey, man, move the fuck over. I'm taking like over. No, that's not what it means. It means can I sit here and hold a piece of. Can I hold a space in your space? Mm-hmm. Can you be the president of the company and I can come in and maybe be your co-president? Or maybe, you know, you, you step down and I turn into a president and being okay with that mm-hmm. without it. having to, like, prove yourself or having to justify why you need education or why you need equal rights within marriage. Mm-hmm. And again, equal rights within marriage doesn't mean that you turn to be the male in the marriage. Equal mm-hmm. rights within marriage, it means you have a say yeah. in the household. I think for me, the biggest piece is that protection piece when we talk about like feminism and how the movement supports women's empowerment through protecting them from rape, from domestic violence, from sexual harassment, for from things like that. It, to me, at that point, then it becomes pretty black and white. Yeah. Right? Like if you're going to put yourself into what's a feminist or why you should or shouldn't support the movement or if you are in agreement with feminism literally those do it for me like when it comes to safety yeah right and a woman to be seen as human period yeah because women for the longest time were property mm-hmm. that's why the men that's why the female loses her last name and the man you know, you get in a marriage, and in your marriage, you no longer have a last name. You get your husband's last name mm-hmm. because you're a property of his. Right, yeah. We so, talked about that in the, what, the virginity one, the episode about virginity too. Right. Of how you lose your last name. And you mentioned something earlier when we were talking about this uh, for this episode about how even when as women, if we have babies, they get the dad's last name. Right, and, and we were having a conversation about that, and Dulce asked me, like, well, do you know your great-great-grandma's last name? And I said, like, well, no. 
right? And she's like, well, do you know your great, 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 great grandpas? And I was like, no. But then she was like, well, it's your dad's last name, right? Because it's been passed from generation to generation. So we were talking a little bit about that concept. And to me, I was like, okay, but does that, how does that play into feminism, right? And we, we talked, we, we went there and we were like, well, why is this a big deal, right? And for some people listening, it might be like, all right, you guys are being petty right now. How does that even matter? right but when we when we're talking about like protecting women from sexual harassment and rape and domestic violence it's empowering them right it's learn knowing our history knowing how the system continues to be set up in a way that we are able to lose our identity right that my identity can be pretty easily be just like deleted yeah yeah like i i can be non-existent after three generations Mm -hmm. maybe even two yeah. I mean, at this point, my daughter is American. She has her dad's last name. She doesn't have mine. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> like, I, I could be deleted after she has a child completely. And let me just tell you, I opened a lot of fucking doors for this family. So I better have a picture somewhere. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just you being petty. Now you're being a feminist. No, but I think that um, it's important that we highlight that, right? Like, I'm not sitting here trying to say, oh, I'm just as powerful as her dad and I need to be counted and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's important that um, we acknowledge that uh, we are human beings mm-hmm. and I want to be recognized. I want to be part of my family mm-hmm. at some point and, and have some presence without mm-hmm. me being legally deleted. Yeah, but I do want to dive deeper deeper into why that matters when it comes to the patriarchy and how just the, the social hierarchy has been set up in the way, right? Because it's not about like my identity. Yes, it is a big deal in my identity being erased, but how this continues to perpetuate those roles and that structure in society and leadership, leadership and just history. Yeah, so... I, I think that's a buzzword, like patriarchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've seen it even in, in, in the Mexican context because I do have, like, Mexican family in Mexico, and so I see their How posts and whatnot. It? El patriarcado. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. El patriarcado. And I think people hear patriarchy, and they just think of this, at, at least for me, when I've heard patriarchy the first time that I ever heard it, I was expecting, like, George Washington with, like, a flag. Like, moving forward with his, like, horse. Like, it just seemed like a very nationalistic word. But patriarchy actually is a social system where men hold the primary power. That's all That's all it is. It, men being the head of household. Men being the president. Running government. Yeah, yeah, like, males being the ones that did everything. And I think RBG, one of the things she says, like, one of her most famous quotes is, Women deserve to sit in a place, and I, I might be saying it wrong. Right, that where, where their decisions, decisions are being, are being made, made, women need to be present. Yeah, something along the lines. We're yeah. butchering it, but it's the, the gist of the quote <laughs> is that if there are decisions being made, women woman need, need to be, be at the present. table. Yes, and, and that's a big shift for patriarchy because women should be at home taking care of kids and not making decisions of government. I mean, there there was literally like a, like a, probably a meme at this point. And it was a picture of, I don't know how how old it was, but it was like 
course around women's reproduction and bodies, but it was a room full of men signing this law into place. And no, not one female was there to say, uh, maybe this is not a right. good idea, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and then, you know, you talk about, like, not that I'm trying to bring politics or anything into the table, but... <laughs> You know, there was kind this, of a political. Yeah, episode. the immigration women that were getting hysterectomies without their consent, mm -hmm. without their consent. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, because a male said so. I mean, I don't know what the real reason was, but you see these where females are no longer characterized as human. They're characterized as as this sexual object, right? And you get things like um, mutilation of of their privates right the specific places in the world little girls as early as 10 years old have their female parts mutilated because their purpose is to just produce and not to enjoy sex mm -hmm. so again right like we are no longer have a say now we have to be property um and i and i want to kind of like talk about sexism too because i think we hear sexism and people just think like oh people are, are judging because of how you dress or whatever sexism is just showing prejudice stereotyping discrimination just against another person because of their sex right mm -hmm. so um i think a really good example for that would be like the wop thing <laughs> again the wop song the wop song keeps coming up um oh f these girls they're stupid because they're coming up with this mm -hmm. we men we would never do something like that yeah oh they're, i'm better than them as a man therefore i get to say they're stupid and blah 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 yeah that somehow gets turned into the counter argument about why we deserve rights and why we deserve equal pay and all of these wonderful things because we want to sing about our reproductive <laughs> organs being wet like there was a there was a ben shapiro i don't know if you guys know who he is but he's a very conservative figure i don't know what he does but uh, he went out on a rant about this song and how feminist and the extremes and whatnot and so somehow that gets turned into diminishing everything else that the movement is trying to do when it comes to feminism and women's equality yeah i think that's a really good segue into like the misconception misconceptions of feminism mm -hmm. um i was telling tanya about this post i saw online <laughs> as per usual as per usual and there was this very concerned dad <laughs> sending private messages to the second grade teacher <laughs> and he says i noticed that you have a pic your profile picture has the purple coloring that the feminists usually use and i'm just concerned that my daughter is going to your classroom and you're going to start talking to her about abortions and being able to have sex and i'm and i'm very i know that the people with the blue talk about the patriarchy and and that really worries me because i want my daughter to because she's a daughter of god and i don't want her to go through this and i'm not feeling comfortable with you being her second grade teacher like yo that is not <laughs> that all of that out of a purple picture right but that's how strong people the who are not in agreement with feminism will take it and mm -hmm. the and create this misconception of what feminist is like mm -hmm. i 
full disclosure, I am 100% comfortable with people calling me a feminist and even pushing me to the extreme and saying I'm a feminazi, which is a horrible derogatory term that mm-hmm. was created, and we'll talk a little bit about it. But I'm okay with that. Like, I've had my, sh- my head shaved before. I have a nose ring in my face, like, pretty obviously it's there. Um, I am the type of women that comes into a room, and I want to make my presence, like, hi, I'm here, and I'm loud, and I mm-hmm. say what I need to say. Um, like, what? I have <laughs> no issue filling that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but the misconception of what a feminist is sometimes gets misconstrued as this woman who's just showing her vagina in random places and twerking and saying, like, F everybody and mm-hmm. tagging, you yeah. know, I don't know, a national monument and... Creating this wreckage, right? And and I think that's a very extreme side of feminism. Mm -hmm. And that's why we wanted to bring awareness to this piece of the conversation. Because when we, I think, like I was saying earlier, people that tend to be, I'm not saying that they're against feminism or women's having, women having rights, but they tend to be more on the conservative side of the spectrum. If we were to put things in a spectrum, um, that's typically the argument and they look at those smoke curtains or distractions to um, hold on to take away from the value of the movement like to not validate what we're asking for we um (laughs) but they now the focus is more like oh you guys are asking for respect but here you are dancing naked like you guys are asking for respect but you hate women i mean you hate men Right. Or or how does not shaving your armpits mean that you get you deserve the same equal pay? Right. Like they, they tend to pick and choose like little things from here and there to to take away from the importance of the movement. And we were talking about that idea of even within feminism, there's probably like a spectrum. Right. Like we were we, yeah, were, trying and we to- were trying so hard to find like a spectrum theory out mm-hmm. there. I don't think it's been built if I have any doctoral students listening to this, please, this might be a great dissertation subject. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the same way that we have like LGBTQ, right? Like we talked before, that it's like a spectrum of like mm-hmm. masculinity and femininity. Mm-hmm. I think there should be a spectrum in like feminism. Right. Because like, that's that's how we got into the misconceptions or what people think of when you hear the word feminism, right? Because there are women or people that are supportive of the movement that are more like kind of like what you were saying, describing yourself like in your face, loud, I'm going to say it and I don't care. And there are some others that are still supportive of the movement, still embrace the feminism movement, but are more on the conservative, conservative side, side conservative, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's why I say it, like sometimes those misconceptions are used as justifications to take away from it and... and, and is devalidate a word like I'm, I'm it keeps like coming yeah. to me <laughs> yeah. uh but take away from what's been trying to devaluate devalue devalue mm-hmm. i don't know second language over here <laughs> but um but that's why diminish we, diminish that's the word but that's why we want to bring awareness to the misconceptions because if you maybe listening to this I don't know if you've ever stopped to consider well am i a feminist am i not a feminist where do i fall and that's why i 
I thought this isn't like black and white, I'm a feminist or I'm not, right? Because if we go back to where we started this conversation, what the feminist move is a movement is about, I think if you have taken advantage of any of those things, if I'm able to have a job, if I'm able to buy a house, if I'm able to go to school and have an education, I'm taking advantage of the movement and where the movement has put me. Uh, and, and so how can I not consider myself a feminist? So I don't think it's super black and white, but rather this spectrum. And that's where all these misconceptions come Yeah, because I think, I think a lot, I want to say 90% of the United States is a feminist like including men and i and i know that me saying that is probably hitting a nerve controversial very controversial is what i'm saying but if you're able to go to a bar and have a female bartender serve you and you're able to flirt with said female bartender you are wrecking (laughs) you are definitely wrecking the benefits of feminism Mm-hmm. If you are meet a girl at said bar, and I'm talking about you as a male, or as a female that likes females, I don't know, whatever you want to do. But if you went to said bar and you met a female, and the female was smart, quote unquote, right, whatever that means, and she was able to have a conversation with you, and you were able to buy her a drink, and you guys got to dance, and that dancing led you to something else, and you ended up having sex with her consensually, um, you are getting the amazing fruits, benefits of, Mm -hmm. of feminism. Because if we look back to the times where feminism wasn't a thing, right, before the 1920s, um, women were not allowed to leave the house without a man, Mm -hmm. period. Um, Actually, they weren't even allowed to wear shoes mm-hmm. at all. Um, women were not allowed to talk back to their husbands. Women had to make sure that they looked perfect for their husband when they came from work so that they could have sex with them. They were supposed to be like a little horny, but not too horny. And they couldn't yell too loud because that was re- disruptive and that wasn't a ladylike thing to do. You couldn't show pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many like standards that we had to abide by that feminism kind of like broke. Mm-hmm. And that people don't realize that that's part of feminism. Like, oh, me being able to have a job. Actually, you being able to go to a hospital and have a child is feminism. Mm -hmm. Because that was actually not a thing either. Mm -hmm. So to me, I I really like sitting down and having these really cool conversations about what feminism means. Because I think sometimes the misconception of feminist is stronger than the the reality of it. The reality of it is women have rights. Do you agree with that? And if your answer is yes, honey, you're a feminist. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. if you in your women having rights does not equal women taking away your par- power. Women having rights does not equal move the fuck over. I'm here and you shut the fuck down. Like, no, 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 no. That's not what it means. It just means I can hold the space in this mm-hmm. mess and that's it. But I think that's that's a big misconception that people hear feminism and, and women are coming into these positions of power. And it's like a fear-based response that people are like, nope, you guys are crazy. You guys are too emotional. You guys are X, Y, and Z. So it's not, let's not do that. And, and that's when those distractions and those um, 
the gaslighting or whatever starts happening right like so th- they now bring up the argument of you guys are never going to be as strong as a male like the the <laughs> actual <laughs> physical part of like equality like the argument is like no we can't be the same because biologically we are designed differently hormonally physically even emotionally right a male and a female traditional roles have very different emotional responses emotional responses and and emotion regulation and and let's go back to my little paragraph that i read earlier nowhere does it say that females should be biologically the same as men Mm-hmm. Like nowhere in the idea of feminism does it say I need to be that both genders must lift 300 pounds. Like no, <laughs> absolutely not. Like the feminism means can I have a space? Can there be a WNBA? Mm-hmm. Can can there be a league where females can play the same sport? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, then because what? we are you're a feminist like the end never does it say we're gonna put a female and a male to fight together in a ufc fight like that doesn't that makes no sense guys that is not what the what the intent of feminism is that's Mm -hmm. not even close and i think sometimes it's like well if females want to go to war i don't want to go to war i want to stay home that's fine girl you can stay home ain't nobody telling you that you should go to war like (laughs) it just all we're asking in feminism is that if a female decides to join the military, they have the same opportunities as a male does to rank higher and become a sergeant or whatever the terminology is for upper people, military. generals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> in the military. I have a lot of military friends, but I am not in the military, so I still lack some of the verbiage, so my apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just being able to hold that space. That's it. Mm-hmm. But that's an argument that people still make. Like, I mean, when Hillary was running for president, there was a very popular meme or whatever picture of her. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I don't even know the context of the picture, if she was yelling, if she was just very passionately making a statement. Uh, but it was like something about like, how can you trust a female with her hormones to have the nuclear coats? Like, like that's an argument that 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 we're super emotional and hormonal and menstrual that we can't somehow get a grasp of that and, and run a country because males don't do that right right I mean, at all. <laughs> there was a debate tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna say, but I think uh, one of the things that we were we were just talking to our families and friends about what they thought about feminism and i think the misconception is that feminism is like the male and the female are the same and that's not Not possible not impossible to a certain extent i mean i know that there's females that have the capacities of a males and i'm sure they could hash it out and it's great but i think feminism is a lot about the yin and the yang if you look at the yin you look at the yang they're literally the exact same shape and they hold the exact same space, mm-hmm. but they have different roles. Mm-hmm. Whatever that role might look like in your relationship, it's fucking up to you guys. Like, ain't nobody here trying to make the wife the husband, like, mm-hmm. at all. I want to say a percentage of feminists that claim they're feminists do not want to be the manhandler in the relationship. <laughs> uh, and the reason why I say that is because being the yin and the yang means that you complement each other. You mm-hmm. create a whole. 
when people hear feminists and they say equally to men, they think, oh, my God, my wife is going to go crazy. And now she's going to be rude like I am. And then it's just going to be chaotic. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about your marriage. <laughs> like, yeah. We're not trying to get into your business like that. We are just asking that females get a voice. And if they choose not to have a voice, that's your prerogative, honey. Exactly, because that, that's my point. If feminism is about putting you in a position where it's up to you as an individual, not what society is telling me, not how the patriarchy has been set up, but rather my choice. I have the ability to, like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched that uh, Ali Wong special on Netflix. <laughs> that. Honey, I know I can go to work. I know I can be a CEO. I know I can be successful. But what if I want to stay home and be a stay-home mom and chill and birth babies babies left and right? Right? Like, she jokes about, like, I know all of that. Like, don't tell them. Like, we can also do it. But that's the what this is about, right? It's not taking away from the yin and the yang and the complementing of traditional roles and a soft female and a strong male figure but rather being in a position to have the ability to choose what you want to do with that right and i think there's this like there's true to to that role i um women birth children like it comes out of our vaginas we feed them we have breasts like there are biological facts about our differences whether I want to stay home and breastfeed my kid and stay with my baby for six months on maternity leave, that's great. You know, like, ain't nobody telling you, girl, you better not and go and go work. Like, that. what, we're, what it's saying is allow females to have that opportunity to do that mm-hmm. and allow males to be part of that as well. Mm-hmm. There's a huge discre- discrepancy. In some companies, females are only able to take uh, leave for like two months and then males take like two weeks and Mm -hmm. that's it. Well, I need my husband to help me. Like Mm -hmm. having a baby by myself is pretty intense. I need my husband to help me in those roles. Well, the patriarchy says, no, if you woman, you have to take care of this kid all on your own because you birthed it and your husband needs to go to work and shut up. (laughs) And so what feminism is trying to do is saying, no, 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 no. I need my husband to be involved. Mm -hmm. I need him to be able to feed the baby and let me sleep a couple of nights. And if I don't feel like cooking, I should be able to not cook, Mm -hmm. period. that's, That's what it's referring to when it comes to ability to make choices in marriages. Mm-hmm. Because before the 20s, there was a very strict expectation of females being the ones that were cooking. Right, the, the dad goes out to work and the woman stays back and has to have the house clean and take care of the babies and wake up in the middle of the night and you don't bother your husband because he has to go to work, so you have to be the one pretty much just doing everything for the baby too. Yeah. So um, I think one of the... Another misconception of feminism is that it's, they attach the abortion controversy to feminism. If you're a feminist equals you support abortion. Like that, that's, that's how it's perceived. It's like pro-abortion. That's Pro, what it's like. Yeah, right. Let's have every woman in the country abort. <laughs> right, exactly. That if you're a feminist, that you are just like, aborting babies and encouraging your friends to do the same and 
doing that left and right, right? And the the movement again is it goes back to what we were saying of empowering women as human beings to to have access to medical care, right? To have access to birth control, to have access to safe pregnancy and, and medical care during that. Even if they chose to end their pregnancy, then that's a, a person a very personal choice, right? But it becomes now if you're a feminist that's what you're doing and conservatives now are trying to or people that oppose that idea now are holding on to feminism as like it like feminist wants to abort kids Mm -hmm. no guys it's not black and white like that and and it's if if as a female you were able to have a doctor and you were able to birth in a hospital and you were able to have prenatal care Mm -hmm thank a feminist <laughs> like right. if you are currently on any kind of uh, birth control to prevent you from getting pregnant right um thank a feminist mm-hmm. like being able to have birth control is a right to your body mm-hmm. if you have a cyst or if you have any kind of medical issues on your uterus and for some reason your uterus has to be removed or anything of that type has to happen a feminist was the one that was able to make these things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of like shame and guilt attached to sex, kind of going back to the V card mm-hmm. um, episode. But the reality of it is like feminism is just saying own your sexuality and that's it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you don't. Oh, no, you, you we are hoping that you lose your virginity by. 16 and go be a hoe like that's and not what pregnant and have all the abortions in the mm, world yeah like i i consider myself a feminist and i wanted to be a virgin until i was married when i was 20 years ago <laughs> but it, it doesn't mean that i again if you want women's rights if you want women to have rights you're a feminist mm-hmm. the end yeah and, and i mean when it comes to this specific topic of abortion that comes with that layer of it typically is somehow influenced by religion. Like, like anyone that argues the argument about against abortion typically is looking at it through the lens of it's against God and it's against religion and blood that, transfusions is also against God. That's the argument. But when we're talking about the patriarchy and how it's been set up, religion historically has been set up by males, right? And, and I'm not saying that the religion is wrong Being mad at god like yeah, yeah and religion is wrong but it's about bringing perspective into how we got here again historically that has been set up through by males and it's against god and that's why it's a problem we kind of talked about that feminism. with suicide right mm-hmm. like yeah. it was created and it was criminalized because it was mm-hmm. a loss <laughs> right and so i think it's the same with with mm-hmm. abortion like there's a loss going on over here. Women are starting to wild out. How can we tame them? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that this is true for every religion out there. That is not our point at all. Right. All we're saying is be cautious on how this is coming and where is this coming from and the fear of being a feminist, quote unquote, being attached to abortion because that's not the whole point of feminism. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the biggest is imposing your, your views on other people. Right? Like I can be a feminist, I can be conservative, and I can choose myself individually not to have an abortion. However, I don't know your story. 
I don't know your decisions. I don't know your situation. So I need to not impose what I would do. Like, I need to let you do what you want to do. And that's what feminism is for. By the way, guys, just for clarification, when Tanya says she's a conservative, she doesn't mean like <laughs> right wing conservative. <laughs> she means about conservative. It means she's like old school and follows some of the some expectations of, of the old the school values, way of thinking, the, the values and ethics. Please do not use that against her. Like, we have a racist. <laughs> I hope you guys haven't gathered that from listening to this conversation. Not at all, but I just wanted to make clarification in case we have new listeners. And hey, that that was an example. Like, I just... When I speak, that's how I do. Like, if I do this, if I do that, that doesn't mean I'm in that position. Like, I can be saying, like, if I'm a a conservative feminist, that doesn't mean I specifically am a conservative (laughs) feminist. FYI, people. (laughs) I just wanted to bring that clarification because people tend to judge. But one thing, too, that I I think it's, like, the big, like, in-your-face misconception is the feminazi. So feminazi was a term that is used a lot with, in, in Mexico, I don't know if it's used in any Western society, but at least in Mexico, it's a term that I dislike with a passion. And usually the feminazi is like the feminist that is walking around with her boobs out and has like painting all over her face. And it's probably tagging like a national monument. And it's like this big thing. So a lot of this rioting started after the femin- sides. The feminicides was actually a term that was given by a researcher uh, in Mexico. Um, Right now, currently, I wanna say there's probably about 40 women dying per day in Mexico. I might be wrong, Uh, but I know the numbers are pretty up there. And the reason why it's called the feminicide, right? So it's like homicide married to the word feminism um, or feminine, uh, because the target are women in their hate acts towards women. Mm-hmm. just for the sake of them being women mm-hmm. right like you're an object i can use you i can abuse you i can cut you into pieces and there are no repercussions for it whatsoever it, it, part of the movement of being a feminist is the safety like you said right like mm-hmm. hoping that we're able to move to a place where rape is actually punished accordingly uh sexual harassment in violence right like domestic violence or just violence in general towards women um domestic violence could be male or female but i think the majority of the times is towards females Mm -hmm. and and so kind of going back to the black lives matter thing right like if you ask nicely they don't listen if you riot peacefully they don't listen i mean there's no riot peacefully but if you protest peacefully Mm -hmm. they don't listen and i think it's gotten to a point where like nobody's listening and we're starting to see the looting and the rioting and the acts of like very intense violence mm-hmm. um through and the protest of feminism through the protest and so their way of labeling or diminishing women <laughs> the irony right mm-hmm. after doing these rioting and after doing this is the feminazi um mm-hmm. terminology for females that or women that are protesting against that and I've seen like the argument of we don't have to go to that extreme or it's so sad to see that extreme or something. I'm just full disclosure. I have a daughter mm-hmm. and if at any point of time, God willing, never happens, knock on wood, 
um, my daughter was to be a victim of this type of violence, I cannot tell you how angry I would be at the mm-hmm. system. Right. And to this day, I mean, Tanya and I were talking about it, like, there are protocols that you need to follow. The fact that this is coming out of my mouth makes me sick to my stomach. If a woman gets raped, if a child gets raped, we need to take her to the hospital immediately because hopefully there's going to be semen in there and hopefully we're going to be able to use that as evidence against the person. But if the semen was uh, pulled from the outside of the uterus or the vagina... (laughs) there could be the likelihood that the little girl was not raped and that there was just ejaculation and and a lot of the times these offenses go unpunished Mm -hmm. and i'm telling you if that was ever to happen best guaranteed i'm gonna be a feminazi like i will be outside burning tagging doing everything i need to do until i get justice for my child and so like to me, kind of going back to the looting with the Black Lives Matter thing, right? Like, if you're so worried about that monument or that action, about me walking outside with my titties out and <laughs> shaved my head and, you know, have like this crazy painting on my face and I'm like creating all this ruckus, if that enrages you more than the rape of a child or a woman, that just speaks so loudly about like society Mm -hmm. and the expectation like i'm not saying like rioting is good let's go and break the whole house down (laughs) f our country like that's not what i'm saying at all but i think that it's important that we know that i mean there were cases where the head of the police in mexico took pictures of like the body being cut up in pieces Mm -hmm. and the husband being found after he was like eating her insides i don't even know and they were published on facebook like no sense of privacy for this woman this victim no sense of you know like things weren't even filtered it was just like oh look we found a woman pictures private parts all over the place guts all over the place and there was no like respect towards her and her humanity and Mm -hmm. how do you not expect a whole country to enrage over that and we're talking about the police head and that's what you post like talk about gossiping right (laughs) who's the one that's being extra here but it i don't know to me i feel very strongly about this subject because i i don't know man it it hurts me to think like, man, I can't even go outside with a tube top dress to walk to the park because that's what I feel like wearing because there's a high likelihood that I might get picked up and raped mm-hmm. because I called it upon myself. Like, the, just the rape culture and all of that, like, that really hits a nerve for me. And I think it's important that we stand against that. Like, yeah. that is pretty black and white. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to bring awareness of how why that happens right understanding this concept of how you were making reference to the black lives matter movement and how things sometimes do have to get to that quote-unquote extreme for people to pay attention to it at the end of the day it is our rights in someone's life that is a stake or was lost and to for people to 
pay more attention to the actual value of a building or a monument or whatever that speaks volumes about um the extent that people would go to to keep the structures the way that have been set up and clearly they're not working right so it is more about bringing awareness to you guys listening um of how when you because it's 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 very common to see this in media social media news outlets um that they attach feminism to this destructive looting and riots and stuff like that right but we don't know the background of this we don't know how many times they've done this peaceful protest and and ask for the rights in a kind nice respectful way right and things continue to happen and women keep dying in mexico so but i think it's important to bring awareness to what are the potential consequences of the, the way that the, the way that the system has been set up and the patriarchy right because the fact that people females and people who support the feminist movement have to resort to that extent of protest and raising their voice to that extent is because historically we continue to reinforce the whole boys will be boys mentality and well that's what they do and boys are just rough like well and i think it's also detrimental for men Mm-hmm. I think it's also a negative. Like, I think the patriarchy is also negative for men. It's affecting them. Yeah, because even, like, the boys will be boys mentality is teaching men the value of consequences, right? And if mm-hmm. and if you have, and you know that as a therapist, if you have no consequences to your actions and there's no, like, social integrity or ethics. Accountability. Accountability. You're literally creating criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When boys are boys, quote-unquote, and we're raising them to be, quote-unquote, criminals, there's an anti-social piece. There's a sociopath piece that we can even push further if the, if the circumstances allow. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not, I mean, I think everybody, God willing, wants their children to grow to be successful, loving people or kind people, or Mm -hmm. whatever that might look like, right? And if we're continually teaching them that there's no consequence, there's no social responsibility, you end up having boys that are men that are boys, men that continue to not be able to connect with other humans that might turn out to be, you know, perpetrators of whatever, violence or rape or whatever. Mm -hmm. This culture ends up being toxic Mm -hmm. to our society because that mentality really opens the door for us to not allow people to have social construct right and i mean manner the argument can be made that if we justify male behavior by saying well boys will be boys then feminists will be crazy (laughs) as long as boys are boys and we continue to not hold them accountable for their actions then feminists will continue to be crazy the structures of monuments and tagging shit because nobody's listening because boys continue to be boys right so clearly we have to understand that connection as long as we continue to slap them on the wrist and don't do it again but keep your scholarship and keep going to college then we're going to continue to see riots and people having to get extremely loud about consequences and if you really think about it you're really messing up the yin and the yang 
Like, if your argument is feminist is going to throw off the yin and the yang, no, like, boys will be boys will really throw off the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. Because now you're not going to have an equal part to the yin and the yang. You're going to have this really big black, and then, like, a little dot will be the female. Mm -hmm. it, it really throws off just the equilibrium. Yeah. And, and, and I think one of the biggest consequences is gender roles. Like, man takes the trash, females cook. But I'm not saying that that's a negative. I, in my household, I cook. He takes the trash out. Whatever. But I think it starts turning into something destructive when one becomes better than the other. If I am the man and I work, I deserve for you to cook for me. And I deserve for you to blah, 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 because I'm better than you are. And that, that social construct of who does what and what that looks like really throws off that balance. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, there is some true into females being nurturers. Like we birth children, we breastfeed them. There is truth in us being the nurturing, caregiving piece to the puzzle, mm -hmm. right? No one says that we shouldn't. But when you have a male expecting to go back to work when they should probably be a little bit more active, you know, you really diminish the role of the male, right? We talked about that in fatherhood in our first season, right? Right. Like active fathers are important, guys. Feminism is one of the things that opened the doors to that. Mm -hmm. And with that is also the breaking down patterns and generational ideas of what it means to be a male, to be emotional, to be, you have to be strong. You don't cry. You don't show emotion. We are very passionate about our arguments, right? These are the stereotypes and that continue to reinforce the patriarchy and that mentality that this is the gender role of a male and this is the one of a female. Right? Those consequences continue to reinforce the need for the movement. Yeah. Feminism. I, and there's, and I mean, conflict management is a big one for me that I think is a consequence of the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. it, a man can sit here and have a full-blown argument with another male, raise their voice, get to like borderline insult, and then be like, all right, man, that was a great argument. Shake their hand and move along like nothing happened. And it could be like an argument over sports mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're cool and it gets hashed out and then they move on where females we've been taught to shut up right i think i saw a post that said like if women ran the world like countries wouldn't have wars they would just like stop talking to each other for months at end hey i'm okay with that <laughs> right? because the role has been like you shut up i speak my mind mm -hmm. i'm the male i speak my mind you woman you shut up you don't say nothing and you deal with what i'm telling you the conflict resolution is definitely something very edgy, mm -hmm. very new for females to get into. And so when we get placed in roles of, of power, right, we have to really execute those roles and, and get comfortable with conflict management. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not second nature to us because our role as a female in the patriarchy is not to argue. It's for us to shut up and follow directions. Mm -hmm. yep. But even the fact that we're having this conversation and how we have to be super mindful of like 
don't show emotion in the middle of a meeting, right? Like if I'm in a room, in a conference room dominated by males and it's just me and maybe two or three more females and I have to make a point, as females, we have to really be mindful of not getting emotional, right? Because then we are perceived as weak or as, oh, I knew it, they can't handle it, right? Even the fact that we have to censor our emotional response to be accepted or to be viewed as equal that's problematic to me. Yeah, and I think to to even to, on the other extreme, when you are assertive, oh, you're bitchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're being too much. Right. Simmer down. You know, there's no, if we are passionate about a subject, it's not something that you can just argue your way away, hash it out, and move forward. Mm-hmm. It usually turns into, oh, did you see how bitchy she was? <laughs> yep. Um, the other piece is sexualization of women. Mm-hmm. Like, just the end <laughs> i'm done with that bullet point yeah that, i mean it, it really boils down to that first idea of boys will be boys and how well he is just the animal person animal being and he was uh just reacting on his instinct that's why he was like whistling at the girl because she was wearing the short skirt and she asked for it and that whole mentality again back to that piece of safety that we were talking about the beginning of how this movement um, seeks to put us in a place where we can just feel safe like if i really want to walk around the park naked i should be able to walk around naked and not be touched and not be harassed and not be sexually assaulted because that's what i choose to do again it boils down to personal values and whatnot and we're not encouraging anyone to go walk around naked (laughs) but again it's that ability to feel safe in in whatever environment you're in because if a male was to go to the park naked and run around everybody would probably be afraid of him and run away like the likelihood of a male walking around naked in a park and being like raped by a female is very slim Mm -hmm. but if a female was to run around naked on a park she she's asking for it yeah right and with that and with that comes also that double standard of when females are empowered and own their sexuality going back to that WAP song now it becomes an argument like you can have your cake and eat it too you don't you can't potentially want equal rights and have equal pay and be treated the same as your male counterpart part in a professional setting if you're dressed in this way right like if i'm or wearing you make a song about how or beautiful if I, your vagina is. right if i post a twerking video on instagram Right. And then like Tanya, which one is it? Are you going to be a feminist or are you going to objectify yourself? That's an argument that I hear very, very often that, oh, how are there was a there's a famous model. I'm blanking on her name right now. Um, something in I don't know. But she posted this like picture of her like, I don't know if she was wearing little clothes or no clothes or whatever. The free the nipple movement. But there was the argument like, oh, women are asking for equal rights and they don't want to be looked at and they don't want to be objectified, but they're objectifying themselves. Well, yeah, you got it. That's exactly what I've been (laughs) fighting for, for me to be able to objectify myself if I choose to do so, but not for you to objectify me. Right. But now, but it becomes an argument of like, which one is it? Pick a side. No, I'm in the side of like, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it, but it's not for you to do it for me. Right. I can be a feminist and be naked. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that you get to 
insult me or make comments or make advancements or take advantage of me. Right. Yeah, I the whole like you have to pick a sign to me just irks me because it's not about picking sides. It's just again going back right basic human decency mm-hmm. like, we, we often say that and we're gonna keep saying that <laughs> yeah. so how can we start at home raising little feminists <laughs> let's start no Both you know male and females i you know what i i want to be very clear that when we talk about starting at home it doesn't mean like f everybody and forget about the movement and don't be active that's not what we're saying i think it's just how do we then communicate just women having rights and basic human decency to my family mm-hmm. well and, and to me it's like it how can myself. i yeah how can i make this beautiful poster sign go march down downtown yet i come home and i tell my daughter like hey you didn't wash the dishes and then her brother is playing video games like that's why i say let's start at home absolutely because i can go march and post on social media and do all these things but if i'm not paying attention if i'm, I'm not aware how i may continue to reinforce this gender roles within my own household that's a problem absolutely right so that's what we mean by like let's start at home yeah so modeling that gender equality to your kids through if you have a partner that 50 50 dynamic right like my husband come home and i didn't cook dinner and he's not gonna look at me like you didn't make dinner what were you doing all day like be like, oh, you didn't cook dinner. All right, that's cool. We can order pizza. We can go out together. Like, my kids are going to see them and be like, oh, okay. So it's not mom like gets to decide. mom gets to also a say and if she wants to cook dinner or not. Even if I'm a stay-at-home mom, right? Like, I can still not cook dinner. I mean, again, boils down to, like, really. But that's an individual piece. But it's not an expectation. Now I'm not modeling for my daughter, like, oh, Roger that. Daddy comes home. Mom needs to run to the kitchen to cook for him. Yeah, and I think, like, if in that relationship that's the agreement that you guys have... Then that's good. Right. But how do you then model boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the important piece. Like, if you guys have an agreement that the woman cooks and the man doesn't, and the woman is not feeling it, you are able to say, I'm not feeling it, honey. I'm not doing it. Figure Mm -hmm. it out. Like... Yeah. Because it's it's a part of being human. Just because you have a responsibility in the home, you mm-hmm. have to be able to give grace. Right. Like, if you guys decide to do 70-30%, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the female is doing 70% of the housework and the male is doing 30%, and that's the agreement, that's great. But having that expectation that it's going to get done that way no matter what, like, we're not maids and we're not robots. Like, mm-hmm. we're a partnership. Yeah. And that's that's part of being a feminist. That's mm-hmm. part of telling your kid, hey, your mom has a word. Your mm-hmm. mom can say, no, I don't want to cook dinner today. I'm not mm-hmm. feeling it, right? Yeah. Um, dad figuring things out or picking up in the house is part of being feminist. Like, mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Like, if, if, if you're really craving some beer and wings, man, go get yourself some beer and wings. Bring them home. Like Very stereotypical. <laughs> I was talking about myself, actually. I love beer and wings. <laughs> but being able to kind of have that fluidity, I guess, in, mm-hmm. in what that means and in, in that gender role expectation being something that collaboratively you two come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and the response from your significant other too has a 
a big role to play in that and how we break these patterns at home is that you as a partner how do you communicate with each other how do you support each other without shaming without um shaming your own children maybe even Sometimes, or having emotion you know what's really crazy in in my experiences with very macho men mm-hmm. uh, that i've had in my life um a big player of that was the mom not even the dad it was the mom mm. the mom oh, yeah. saying i my little baby he didn't do anything wrong boys will be boys let me serve you let me put the food in your mouth let me mm-hmm. wipe your butt like really babied prince putting on a pedestal boy mm-hmm. and and that's when i've seen a lot of like the boy behavior expecting for women to bend over backwards to mm-hmm. give them what they want that's when I've seen it. So if you're a mom and you have a boy, like it's important that you're able to set those boundaries with your son. Mm-hmm. No, honey, I'm not serving you. You can serve yourself. And, and I want to be really clear on that because if you teach that to your female daughters, whatever, you should be able to kind of teach the same thing to your boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if my daughter is able to prep a sandwich because I'm busy at work, my son can do the same thing. Right. He should be able to do the same. So at the end of the day, it's it's about that. We do want to wrap up this conversation by encouraging you guys to keep an open mind when you hear the word feminism. Don't get distracted by what is portrayed in the media as feminism or, or what the movement is about. Dig a little deeper, do some research, and understand that feminist or feminism is, isn't about imposing my views and my values and opinions and perspective onto male or any other females like let's go dulce let's go get an abortion together like no it's not about that but rather about giving her the power to decide what she wants to do with her body as much as i don't agree with it right like that's the beauty of this we want equality for any movement for that matter black lives matter transgender lgbtq feminism immigration daca all of those wonderful things we want to be at a place where people have the power to have human decency rights without me imposing my perspective on others right? right as much as i might disagree with choices that dulce makes that's on her right like as much as she might disagree with me that's on me and that's the place where we want to be as a society hopefully yeah yeah and i think it's important to note that feminism is not black and white mm-hmm. uh you either turn into the feminazi or whatever the horrible term is or whether you're a stay-at-home mom and take care of your kids that's not that's not what feminist is, what feminism is. Mm-hmm. It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. And I think every woman who has a say is a feminist. Mm-hmm. Yep. If any of the things that we've mentioned through this episode you've benefited from or you would like to do, then probably you are supportive of the movement or <laughs> a part of it should. Somehow, yeah. Or you probably... <laughs> are part of it already um but like we said at the beginning guys do open your eyes to what's happening get involved to the extent that you can and start at home absolutely 
Yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest ones. Yeah, I one thing that I was telling Tanya today that resonates with me is Benito Juarez. He's super important in Mexico. He was a president. <laughs> I think you may have mentioned it in another episode. I think so, but it's like something that like really sticks to me. Um, it's respeto al derecho ajeno es la paz, mm-hmm. which means the respect to an other person's rights equals peace. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mic drop right there. <laughs> no further explanation needed. Respect someone else's rights and we'll have peace. Right. Right. So that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> that's how we're stopping this crazy episode. So um, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Follow us on social media. We have Twitter now, right? We do. Have, have you been tweeting anything? We'll get there. <laughs> it's there. It's, it's not there. active yet, but it's there. Yeah, and I'm mean, always it's, it's active. I typically like say like, hey, new episode, go listen, and maybe add the link here and there. I'm getting used to it. I haven't. I I don't use Twitter. I've in never my used personal Twitter life. Before. I just opened it for the podcast, so we'll see. Eventually, I'll be a Twitter pro. You'll see me fighting with people in there. Oh, great! Can you take <laughs> screenshots and post them on Facebook because I totally do not follow Twitter at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We hope this was the start of the conversation for you and know that you're not alone in whatever journey you're walking. We know these discussions might bring up some challenging emotions or thoughts. So please remember that although this is a safe space to start your healing process, it is not meant as a replacement for therapy. So please reach out and seek professional help. You're not alone. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant on the couch. Until next time.